think a lot of farmers dose their animals when they might need to be. That's why before we dose for worms, we'll always fecal egg count our calves. It's a very quick process and can save the farmer a lot of time and money. Hello, I'm Cahal Summers. And I'm Georgia Lynn. You're Chagas Sustainability Advisors, and you're welcome to the Chagas Environment Edge podcast number 55, bringing you the latest information, science and opinion to improve farm sustainability. Contact us by emailing the Environment Edge podcast at chagas.ie for any questions or suggestions on topics discussed on the show. In the quest for more sustainable beef production, four students from the Mercy Secondary School Kilbeg in Westmeath have developed a five-point sustainable farm plan in combination with rearing Angus animals. Trasson, Sinead Bracken, Chloe McDermott and Mary Colton join us to discuss the project, which has made it all the way to the final of the Certified Irish Angus Schools competition. Girls, can you tell us a little bit about yourselves? Uh, yes, yeah, so hello, my name is Trasson Bracken. My name is Chloe McDermott. I'm Mary Ellen Colton. And I'm Sinead Bracken. And we are fifth-year students from Mercy Secondary School, Quebecan, and we're finalists in the Certified Irish Angus Schools competition. Uh, the Certified Irish Angus Schools competition is a competition run by the Certified Irish Angus Produce Group, sponsored by their processing partners, Keepback and ABP. It's open to all students in transition year, regardless of whether they have a farming background or not. The competition pro- provides an opportunity to explore two sides of the food production industry, the farming side of rearing the animal and the consumer awareness side of marketing Irish beef. Both sides are fascinating, and we highly recommend the competition to any student interested in the agri-food production industry. You know, us personally, we never realised the amount of work that goes into marketing Irish beef worldwide. We recently went on a trip to Brussels with the competition, and the knowledge we learned and the experience we had is priceless. It's a very well-run competition, and it deserves all the praise and credit it gets. I think you seriously impressed some of the the, um, MEPs out in Brussels, didn't you, girls? (laughs) (laughs) It's brilliant. It's a great opportunity to get to travel with it as well, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it definitely yeah. is, yeah. And even we, we made friends with the other groups, the other four groups of finalists. Like we got so to how, many, how, many were, how many went for the competition originally? Uh, there was about 140 groups at the start of the competition and after each stage it kept getting smaller. So it went from about 140 to 65, back to 35 up, and then eventually up to the final five. Wow. That's some yeah. achievement for your school. I say your teachers are very, very proud of you and your parents yeah. are very proud of you. Are you all from a farming background, girls? Uh, so myself and my sister, Sinead, we're from a farming background. And and me and Mary, we're not from a farming background, but we're really interested in agriculture. That's brilliant. And the two girls, the twins here, um, they're infectious, aren't they, with their love of agriculture? So <laughs> they, they pulled you in all together. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. That's brilliant. How did they convince you to come onto the farm and do all their jobs for, for them? They <laughs> <laughs> the, love. Yeah, yeah, the love of agriculture. Tell, tell, what is it like, I suppose, from somebody that, that's not farming, for the girls who are not farming? What What's it like just jumping on board and getting involved in, in agriculture? Is it as busy or is it are our farmers not doing a whole lot what do you think well we always had like an interest in it and we were always on farms and everything growing up although like we were we didn't grow up in a farming background but like actually getting the calves and being on the farm with them there's a lot of work that goes into it and we admire the girls and their family for putting in the work throughout the years on the farm it's, it's just unreal to experience it firsthand well done yeah, well not, done. A, not an easy job, yeah. Plenty of work goes into those little calves getting that getting the old age. <laughs> um, I suppose going back to the competition, 
so it's the certified Irish Angus competition. So who runs it or how, how did it all begin for you? Last November, we, well, our teacher emailed us saying, does anyone want to enter? And we went home and we did research about it. So the competition is run by the certified Irish Angus producer group. And then it's Frozen, it's Frozen and Partners, Keepback and ABP, they sponsor it. And then last November, we put together an entry video and we sent it away. And then I don't think we actually realised after that how much we would actually get out of it. We didn't realise actually how big the competition was until we got through to the interview in Crow Park. All our time was just taken up from it in school. Like our whole transition year, it was all just us doing Angus and everyone everyone knew about it. So it was just it was brilliant. But if we didn't do it, like we'd regret it. Because like our DIY would have just been wasted. So. And it was just something as well, like because no one else had ever like took part in the competition in our own school so it was just something different as well like the amount of things we learned out of it it's it's unreal like I, we never realized the amount of work down into like the consumer side it's all the work we be done like i think we personally i just thought like after it, like your animals go to keep back or avp that's it that like they'll just be on the shop shelf somewhere like we never realized all the work that actually goes into everything got to do with it you looked at it from a health and safety point of view and you looked at it from an animal welfare point of view. Um, so there was a whole lot of different facets to what you were actually doing. Yeah. Yeah. Our team was sustainability. Uh, we chose that team like when we started the competition and then we knew like to, if we wanted to win these calves, we needed a plan if we wanted to rear them in the most sustainable way possible. And of course, the Irish Angus breed is a sustainable breed as they have many great traits like finishing early and a grass-fed diet. We believe that if we combine our five-point plan with the Irish Angus breed, it would deliver real benefits for all. And our five-point plan supports the three pillars of sustainability, which is environmental, economic and social sustainability. And so you were challenged then with rearing five Angus calves and over what length of a period did you have the calves or do you still have the calves, girls? Yeah, we, yeah. Yeah, we still have them. So uh, last September, we travelled to the ploughing in Leash for three days and we got to meet the finalists and we finally got to meet our calves. And we'll rear the calves now over the next 18 months in the most sustainable way possible. And then next November, they'll go to our local key pack in, in Tobago. Oh, right. Okay. Oh, that's, that's very, very good. And... Also, girls, you, you did something else very, very good. You were raising money as well for a cancer charity. How did that come yeah. about? Well, on the 18th of December last year, we decided we wanted to have like a raffle and a coffee morning in our local community in Doro in County Offaly. And we wanted to raise money for Docus Offaly, which is a cancer support group, as the, the like group has just helped each one of our lives individually and wanted to give back to them. So on that day, we had a coffee morning and a raffle. Uh, there was over 30 prizes on the day, and there was many people there. We had the current Rose Tralee, Rachel Duffy on there on the day to name the winners. Um, we raised €5,619, Euro, which all went to Dokus, and they were like they were just over the moon with the money. Excellent. They were delighted with the help. We also had a bake sale in school on Daffodil Day for the Irish Cancer Society. And we raised nearly 500 euro just from the school that day for them. And the school had a free dress day as well. So we joined in on that and the school made... About 1,800. So oh, we're they're, right. they're, they're delighted yeah. with you there, I'd say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Brilliant, you, girls. You got your five animals, Annie. And Tras and Sinead, the, the five animals came to your farm. Yeah, yeah they did. 
So you designed a five-point plan then and yeah, around, we did. around sustainability because we know sustainability is a massive topic at the moment uh, for lots of different reasons. If you mentioned the three pillars you're talking about, but what, what was in your five-point plan that other farmers can use maybe in the future? Yeah, so the first point of our point of our five-point plan is farmers using a high genetic merit Irish Angus sire on their farms. So for example, the certified Irish Angus producer group recently bought a new high genetic merit sire called Drunk Road Trisman. Trisman holds exceptional traits, like he holds a terminal index of 76 euro and a replacement index of 155. The certified Irish Angus producer group have a new elite breed improvement program. So whether you're, you're a pedigree herd breeder, you're a dairy farmer, or even a beef farmer, there really is something on offer, and it's definitely something for a farmer to look at if they want to increase their genetic merit and overall sustainability. We as a group believe if you start out with a good calf, you will finish with a good calf come finishing. And then our second point is grassland management. We believe if farmers manage their grass properly, they will have better quality of grass, and it will cut down on costs, and calves can have an early turnout in spring. Our calves have had an early turnout in spring this spring, as we have already in, implemented a paddock-based system on our farm. We also did soil tests on Charles and Sinead's farm to see what their soil was lacking, and especially this year, knowing what, what your soil needs and doesn't need can save the farmer money. Healthcare is our third point. When rearing our calves, we wanted to try and use little amount of dosage as possible, as we don't want any antimicrobial resistance to build up. We think a lot of farmers dose their animals when they might need to be. That's why before we dose for worms, we'll always fecal egg count our calves. It's a very quick process and can save the farmer a lot of time and money. But of course, the Irish Angus breed is an exceptional breed when it comes to health and it holds unique traits like being naturally pulled, so farmers won't have to dehorn them. They're also a very hardy breed. Our fourth point is homegrown feeds. We here in Ireland import cattle feeds from many different countries, and this has to stop if we want a greener future. And this is why we feed our own five cows as a sustainable diet of beans and barley. We source the beans from myself and Trass's farm, and we source, oh no, sorry, we source the barley on myself and Trass's farm, and we source the beans off a local tillage farmer in our own community. This leads into our fifth and final point of our five-point plan, which is support local. Going back to what Chloe said at the start about the three pillars of sustainability, support local links to social sustainability in our local communities, especially after COVID. It is important for farmers to source their materials and feeds locally, as it will cut down the environmental impact, but will also ensure a thriving community. I tell you, I'm delighted to hear what you're after announcing your five-point plan. And funny you said that bull that you talked about start. I was on a suckler farm two weeks ago and they used that bull and they're very happy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which is great. It's great to hear that. And yeah. Tell me this, yeah, your grassland management and your soil test. Well, yeah. What was the soil test come up with? What did it, were you, what were your P's and K's in your line like? Uh, well, we didn't. Uh, whenever we did a soil test before, we had to line, and we actually learned in ag science in school it, it will take two years for the line to actually work. So the reason we did the soil test was because we wanted to figure out which would be the best field to put our, our Irish Angus calves in and where to put the paddock-based system because we want them to thrive well off grass and to reduce the amount of concentrates we use whenever we're feeding them. So currently now we're, they've been turned out, uh, I can't remember the day, but they've been turned out just in at the end of February. Uh, and we, we turn our Anguses out before any of our other cattle. So they're kind of in the best grass now and they are thriving well and we'll be weighing them soon.
And are they doing how you done the fecal egg counsel, which is really good practice as well yeah. for getting rid of dose. How how are, how did they go on that? Were they were they okay on fecal egg yeah. counsel? Yeah, no, they were all perfect. It's just we wanted to just see to make sure, let's say, if only two of them needs to be dosed, and we weren't dosing an extra three and then building up an anti microbial resistance then on the farm. So that's great. You so you only had to dose two of them. Yeah. Yeah, brilliant. And uh, there's another dairy farmer we spoke to last year, actually, and he was telling us that he was flying back from the States and a, a couple of years ago, and it's time we were bringing in a lot of palm kernel from the other side of uh, over there to here, and it's not sustainable, obviously. So it's great to hear that you're actually growing your own barley and you're getting beans in from a local tillage farmer. Do they like the beans? Yeah, no, they, they definitely do. And you see... With all our points, um, we're rearing our cows within like a two mile radius of the farm because we have everything our local co-op and vets aren't far from us. So we're, we're like, and the factory's only down the road. So we're first lucky with where we are best. So that's all feeding into the low carbon beef brand. Yeah. yeah. The Angus breed to succeed, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> Girls, great stuff. It's great that you have all this consumer awareness as well. Like yeah. the, the very fact that you're doing it, your families are doing it, the school is aware of everything that you're doing. Yeah, um, exactly. It, it's, it's fantastic for all the consumers around your area as well. And fair play to ABP and Keypack and Tesco and all of those companies for feeding into what you're doing as well. Yeah, well I think that's really very, very important. Yeah. yeah. And Deirdre mentioned your motto, Angus Breed Succeed. Can you tell us about that acronym? What does it mean? I know you have it. Uh, really well laid out and um, so for our, our motto and um, we have a trait for each letter of the word angus breed so firstly they are an all-rounded breed nationally pole cattle they have a grass-fed diet they're finishing under 22 months they are a sustainable breed they have many bonuses they have reduced inputs their emissions are lowered they make good economic sense and they are a docile breed overall yeah and i i'd agree with all that because I, i'm actually a fan of angus cows because when they're born, there's no bother starting to feed them. They start suck really quickly. They're really good. They're hardy animal. And yeah, dehorning. Yeah, they're really hardy. It's great. Yeah, they're a great animal. I was looking at some of the posters as well. I, I think you've seriously befriended some of these calves as well. They're all pets now, I'd say. <laughs> yeah. I don't think, think Keypack or AVP are going to get them. Yeah, well, you let them go. <laughs> <all>. <laughs> do you have names on them? Yeah, we yeah, do. We do. Uh, so the local primary school, our local primary school, uh, Durham National School named them. So we call them Maximus, Remus, Zeke, Bruno and Mike. Uh, and the calf Bruno is going to a local charity in Tullamore County, Offaly, called Who's for Hospice. So it's where farmers rear and donate a calf, and then it's going towards funding a hospice in in Tullamore. Oh, that's fantastic! That's a wonderful idea. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. So your teacher and the school, if you're very successful in this, which I think that you will be, um, your school is going to get a two thousand euro grant for further education where do you yeah. think that money is going to be put in are you going to go take a big holiday at the end of it all i think, we will. I think if we win I we'll have to go and celebrate yeah. <laughs> i think you might yeah. <laughs> you're great we want to know exactly how <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> keep us posted girls yeah. we will. and tell us this so look we've talked a good bit about angus and sustainability now why do you think it that the Angus beef, I suppose, is so important to Irish consumers. So the certified Irish Angus beef is our restaurant-worthy brand and is renowned worldwide for its exceptional taste, quality, its ease of cooking, and, of course, its unique marbling. Uh, you can purchase a certified Irish Angus beef in your local Tesco or centre. 
and uh, certified Irish Angus beef also have many brilliant recipes on their website that consumers can try and you can find their web, their recipes on certifiedirishangus.ie you've said it a few times it's local and it's Irish and we know yeah, yeah. we know if it's rare in Ireland there's high standards here isn't there yeah yeah like it's all more be a quality short like whenever we went on the trip to Brussels a part of the trip was whenever we were in Dublin we went to Borbia and we got like a presentation and we had to give a a presentation all about our project we never realized like kind of how strict it is like compared to other countries like the quality and the high standards that it does actually hold that's it for this episode of the chagas environment edge podcast thanks to Tras and sinead bracken chloe mcdermott and mary colton fifth year students from the mercy secondary school kilbegan westmead for joining us on the show don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. You can listen on Apple and Google Podcasts as well as Spotify. And for more information, go to the Chagas website at chagas.ie. I'm Cahal Summers. And I'm Georgette Len. Join us next time for the Chagas Environment Edge podcast, signpost to farm sustainability.